A man and a woman are compelled for legal reasons to live life as a couple for a limited period of time. At stake is a large amount of money. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood, Childhood. a weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That is this podcast, and welcome to another edition of our rom-com-tastic Valentine's Day Day Spectacular. You changed it. It was celebration the first time. Oh. And last week you said spectacular, which... If we can remember back to the first time, like, you're not going to remember that. And guess what? He didn't. So no, I win. Not. I Ashley always, won. I always do. I do apologize. I changed it. Yeah. Not that it's I even remembered it. Yeah. Our celebration of rom-com-tastic Valentine's Day movies. If you're just joining us, hi, my name's Ashley. This is Ryan. And we're a married couple who owns a lot of movies. And we're, we're just watching them, man. Seeing how they hold up. Yeah. Sometimes... They're okay. And sometimes you're like, wow, how did I ever enjoy this movie? (laughs) This week, we're doing the 2008 classic, What Happens in Vegas. Or as I was just trying to type in, whatever happens in Vegas, and it wasn't coming up. And I'm like, this is a movie, right? (laughs) I Um, guess it was like, whatever it takes was maybe where you were kind of merging the two. Maybe. I don't Uh know. What Happens in Vegas, starring Ashton Kutcher and... Cameron Diaz. I almost said Carmen Diaz. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Coomran, because it kind of like came out with a coup. Cameron Diaz. Uh, Go ahead and hit us with some 2008 facts. This movie was released on May 9th of 2008. It had a budget of $35 million, and it made $219 million. So it was pretty damn successful. Yeah. Uh, Popular TV shows from 2008 were American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, and CSI Crime Scene Investigation. The number one song the week the movie came out was Lil Wayne featuring Static Major, Lollipop. I don't know that I know that one. Uh, A couple other popular songs from 2008 were Whatever You Like by T.I. and Pink So What. And popular movies, uh, we'll go with WALL-E, Kung Fu Panda, and Twilight. I don't know that I would say 2008 was a great year for cinema, if... Twilight was involved. That's rude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you love that movie. I just like it with the riff track. Yeah, I know. We've and talked about it before. Delightful. Yeah, 2008 was... Uh, we definitely saw this movie in theaters together. Another one that we watched together. Yeah. We would have been dating like maybe a year and a half at that point. Yeah, we were already living together. Yes, we were. Yeah. Living in sin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't, I remember liking this movie, and honestly, I think the thing I liked about it the most were the two best friends Yeah, that I remember clearly, and I don't want to spoil it if anybody hasn't seen the movie or uh, hasn't seen it in a long time, but yeah, the two best friends are really good actors, Mm -hmm. still work quite a bit, and... Very true. And were the funniest part of the movie, I remember. Even to this day, I really enjoy movies that are set in Las Vegas, I don't know why. That's kind of like an appeal to me. Yeah. And this movie was obviously part of it. Yeah. It's set in Las Vegas. So that was kind of a draw. And honestly, I really went through a phase where I really enjoyed Ashton Kutcher. I I don't so much anymore. It's not that I don't like him, but I think when I was 20, I thought Punked was amazing. Yeah. Somehow he made an entire nation of douchebags wear trucker hats. Yes. And I've always enjoyed Cameron Diaz, though. Yeah, I've always liked Cameron Diaz. Uh, I always thought she was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And I did like Ashton Kutcher because I was a big That 70 Show fan when I was a kid. And I always thought his movies were funny. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, obviously as a show, and we've never really watched it, but he still does stuff. Yeah, The Ranch. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not, like, getting lead movies like he used to. Mm-mm. But, you know, everybody goes in and out in their fame. Very true. And he's still, like you said, still gets work and he's still relevant. And I'm pretty sure we discussed this, that Cameron Diaz is one of those people that I didn't realize hadn't worked in a couple of years because 
Mm-hmm. I just figured she was doing stuff. I just wasn't watching. Yeah. And then I realized, wow, she hasn't made a movie in like four years on purpose. Yeah. I mean, she could make a movie if she wanted definitely. to. Definitely. Uh, she definitely kind of did a little bit like Demi Moore and just kind of yeah. decided to go start a family and big ups to her. Yeah. And hopefully she comes back and starts making some movies again. They were going to reboot or do something with one of the movies she was in. Hmm. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to look it up. Well, we did get our Charlie's Angels reboot. Well, no, it wasn't Charlie's Angels. I know, it was It was something else, but I can't remember what it was. Hmm. Do you think it's going to hold up? I'm going to say yes. I was kind of thinking along the same lines as you. I, I enjoy the main stars, but also the supporting cast. I remember enjoying them a lot. And like I said, I like movies set in Las Vegas. And I think Cameron Diaz is really good in romantic comedies where I feel like she always has real good chemistry with all of her male leads. Yeah. So I think that's going to help and help it hold up. And I think I'm going to enjoy it. I am afraid that I have to go with it's not going to hold up. I feel like it's 12 years old. I'm just waiting for some really dated notions of men and women that this movie's really gonna rely too much on. And, like, I remember most of the plot, but I I do remember even back then his two best friends maybe saying some offensive things. But I know they weren't the best people and they weren't supposed to be, like, these great role models for him. They're just, like, his douchebag, douchebag best friends. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a little cringy at times. But I'm hoping overall it will be okay, but I, I'm gonna say it's not gonna hold up for me. Okay. Um, where you can stream this randomly is the WWE Network. What? Yeah. It says on JustWatch.com that that's the only place you can stream it is the WWE Network. Okay. I'm not making it up. You look like you're like about to Google it. I do know they have a production company yeah. and they've uh, helped finance basically some fairly decent movies like mm-hmm. they i remember specifically they did the call with Halle berry where she's okay. a 911 dispatcher i don't know if i'd call that fairly decent I'm well it was a movie that wasn't slapping you in the face with john cena or wwe That's wrestlers true. so okay i could see it being on there it's just i don't know that i've ever seen um just a random movie yeah but i haven't been on their network in a while so that's cool that's true i wonder what else they have on there I don't know. We should check it out. Mm -hmm. You can also rent it or buy it on all the other apps. But yeah, if you do have the WWE Network, then it's on there, apparently. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I like like, maybe. (laughs) This website hasn't failed me yet, so. Yeah. Unlike Google did for our first 10 episodes or so. That Yeah, very true. We'll be like, it's on Netflix. I'm like, no, it's not. Or it's, it's like, it's nowhere. And then... I'm on Netflix the next day after we rented it or something, and so right it's there. there. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I raised your fist, like why yada? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, uh, we'll go ahead and hit that pausey pause and go watch what happens in Vegas and come back and talk about it like we always do. Oh, I I threw that in there. Shirk. Okay, bye. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. We just finished watching the movie, and now we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. I already said it today. Ah, like we always <laughs> do. And our first category is called, Well, Hello There, where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie, and there was quite a few. There was. I don't remember the last time I watched this movie. It, it's been a while. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a little while. The first one I noticed, and I remembered it right before he was on screen, was Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. as Mason, Joy's fiance, whose Joy is Cameron Diaz's character. Yes. The first one I noticed was Lake Bell as Tipper. Yes. Uh, she basically plays Joy's best friend. Yeah. And, yeah, and they both, uh, Jason Sudeikis and Lake Bell, both been in a ton of things. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't say that about Jason Sudeikis. I was just like, you should know who he is by now. Exactly. He's in stuff. He's been in things. Um, the other one I noticed was Kristen Ritter played Kelly, Jack's casual hookup. She's in like two scenes, but yeah. she's been on tons of things. Jessica Jones, main character. Veronica Mars. She was in Veronica Mars. Yeah. For a second, I could not think of the Marvel show she was on until oh. you said it. I was like, yes, yeah. Jessica Jones. She I was, was like, the star of that. Yeah. And yeah. then Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment something. 23? Sir. I don't know. 
we watched that show a little bit, but then it got canceled, so. Yeah. What was your next one? We mentioned Cameron Diaz is Joy. Uh, Ashton Kutcher plays Jack. He's yes. obviously the male lead, but his uh, best friend is Rob Cordry. Yes. And he plays Hater. The names of these side characters. Yeah. You get Mason, Tipper, Hater. Dave the Bear. Dave the Bear. We're going to talk about in a second. Zach Galifianakis, I'll just say it. (laughs) Before, I realized, I don't know why I thought The Hangover came out in 2007. It came out in 2009. Mm -hmm. So this was pre-Hangover before he, I guess, exploded as a comedic actor. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just going to make a joke. I was like, do you think he just stayed in Vegas and filmed The Hangover? <laughs> but then I realized he's not even in the scenes that were filmed no, in Vegas. No, it's just Rob Corddry and Lake Bell. Yeah. But yeah, Rob Corddry was on, uh, he's on Ballers mm-hmm. with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And he was on The Daily Show. He's been in a ton of things. He's been in one of my favorite movies that I almost want to do for the podcast because I don't know if it would hold up, but it's literally... Ten years will be next month, I believe. Okay. Yeah. For the uh, legendary Great White Buffalo. Hot Tub Time Machine. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes. Hot Tub Time Machine. I'm just going to say that. I feel like when we whisper. I know. I tried to lean in so they could maybe hear me say Great White Buffalo. But like, there's a possibility they're going, what did he just say? Did my volume give out in my car? Let me just turn it up. So then when (laughs) Ashley yells next time. Like, I'm diff. The next person I noticed was Treat Williams, who plays... Mm -hmm uh ashton kutcher's dad and i could not figure out where i knew him from i thought he was on everwood but then i went to his imbd and it was not listed on one of his top four things but he's been in a ton of things he was nominated for a golden globe but for... he is in everwood yeah let's finish that <laughs> he was in everwood uh he was nominated for some golden globes and he looks like he was just on chicago fire yeah so that was my main thing um my next one was dennis miller Ah, yes. Plays Judge Whopper. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they could have got anybody to play that part, but then he did deliver his judgment the first time they went to court to get a divorce very sarcastically that only Dennis Miller could do. Well, maybe not only Dennis Miller, but... I had a look at his name three times when they were in the courtroom, and it it's said Judge his name. Because I was thinking, I'm like, is it Judge Wapner from like, the People's yeah. Court? And then I was maybe like, Maybe that no. was the joke. His yeah. name is Judge Whopper. Very similar. I don't know. Yeah. But he was, yeah, you're right. He does do a good job on that. For a second, when you said Dennis Miller, I was like, no, it's Dennis Farina. <laughs> no, there's like, also Dennis They're Farina. both in it. Yeah. Dennis Farina plays Joy's boss, Richard Banger, or as Ashton Kutcher points out, Dick Banger. Yeah. Good name. And yeah, Dennis Farina was on Law and Order. He was on Law and Order. And he was a new girl. He played Nick's dad. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but those are the two things I yeah. know him from. And he uh, passed away a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sad. The next one I had was, I totally forgot, Queen Latifah played yeah. Dr. Twitchell, which was their court-appointed marriage counselor that they have to go to. She's a little uh, underutilized, but... Yeah. yeah. I think this is one of those movies, I kind of felt like this with... Um, the Wedding Planner, mm-hmm. where Kathy Najami's in it, and I felt like they totally un- underutilized her. She was yeah. in two scenes, but Queen Latifah was really good in her scenes. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Very true. Who's uh, your next one? The next one I had, and this was one that I don't know that you would catch it unless you were a community fan. Yeah. Uh, her name is Michelle Krusik. She plays Chong the Stock Trader, who's one of Joy's co-workers, but we remember her from Community. She was going to marry Pierce Hawthorne, which was Chevy Chase's character. Yeah. yeah. She owned a rival... Moist Towelette co- Company. Yeah. And from China. Yeah. Um, the next one was a nice little surprise. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, they're at Joy's work retreat, and the band leader is played by Billy Eichner, and he has one line. Yes. And he's not yelling it, which I was... Uh. Whenever he's not yelling, I'm... Just like, just do what you do best. He's the best as Craig on Parks and Rec. Yeah. Just, he he's amazing. Say, yeah. I need to go lay down for 45 minutes. No, an hour. A full hour. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Love Billy Eichner. Yeah, he's funny. Did you have anybody else? No, that was it for me. Same. So we'll move on to kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens where we talk about fashion, offensive jokes, dated references. And there was there was some. Mm-hmm. Kasum. That's correct. Uh, what did you think about the fashion? I noticed a lot of people specifically at Jack's work mm-hmm. were rocking some uh, denim shirts. Yeah. So that was a little... It's not really dated, but it's just... Dude. I always thought denim shirts look silly. It depends. Because I feel like in certain styles, they're or like kind of classic. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. The only thing I really noticed was a couple things about Cameron Diaz. The one dress she was wearing when they had a party when they were trying to basically get each other to cheat so that they could win the money, which I don't even know if that's how it would work. She's wearing this hot pink baby doll dress Mm -hmm. that is really, really short. At one point, you're like, is that a shirt or a dress? (laughs) And she's just super tan. Mm -hmm. And and then her hair, the way it's cut. There was a point where we're like, we don't, nobody wants body. Slick, jagged, (laughs) choppy. Don't don't even look like you barely have any hair, you know. Yeah. That I mean, I had a haircut very similar to that around that time, so I can't falter. That's true. I did think it was funny when she was using a curling iron. Yeah. And you're like, has she ever used one of those before? Because <laughs> she wasn't using it correct. It looks like she was like she almost was using straightening it like her almost hair. like a straightener. Which I mean, you can use a curling iron to do that, but mm-hmm. it was just I don't. She just did it once, and then she's like, okay, I'm done. We're done. Yeah. We're done here. The other, I did notice Jack always seemed to be wearing t-shirts with, like, an open button-down shirt yes. over it. Like, a lot. That It was all about the layers. Yeah. In a way. Definitely. Not to the point of fever pitch with Jimmy Fallon's. Stuff. 17 layers. Yeah. Yes. It was a t-shirt and a plaid shirt. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything he wore. Yeah. And he also wore a, a lot of carpenter's pants. Yes. But he I mean... also, fun fact, is a carpenter. Yeah, so I guess that works. That Makes checks sense. out. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah. We'll allow it. I don't think anything else really bothered me. It's oh. just there's stuff that was dated. But... Yeah, it wasn't too bad. No. Are you ready to move on to the next category? No, because we're, we need to talk about dated references. Well, I mean, the next subcategory. <laughs> you start. Okay, our next subcategory is dated references and offensive jokes why are you introducing it i don't know um for dated references uh, at the beginning of the movie they go to las vegas obviously and just up on the mirage's marquee there was a big picture of siegfried and roy oh yeah that's sadly that. a dated reference because unfortunately they don't have their show anymore yeah the thing i noticed was about how the front of the Miracle Mile shops, because they actually did film on Vegas Strip, and mm-hmm. me and Ryan go quite a bit. Yeah. And yeah, the Miracle Mile shops has not changed. No. Uh-uh. Which, you know, we were just there like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I actually decided that Planet Hollywood is in need of some revamping, because they're still rocking that late 2000s It's the exact same. look. Yeah. It did irritate me when you see the Miracle Mile shops... Because the cab pulls up and drops Cameron Diaz and Lake Bell off on Las right, Vegas yeah. Boulevard. And I was like, they don't allow you to do that. Yeah. No, you need to go to the back of the casino. They have a... Yeah, it's like they, down in the basement at that Yeah, point. there's this basically... and the, But there's places where cabs drop you off. Yeah. They don't just drop you off willy-nilly on the strip <laughs> like that. <laughs> it does not work that way. Yeah. yeah. At, right at the front of the hotel. Unless yeah. they were... I mean, Cameron Diaz's character was a little bit of a A-type... Yeah, but tightly wound person. Maybe she was like, "No, you. This is the front of the hotel. You drop us off." And he's like, "No, ma'am. I work here. I drive here every day. That you have to go to the lobby." She she turned into a Karen and yeah. was like, "Let me speak to the manager." Yeah, of the cab. They just they just cut that scene. Yeah, you know? yeah. There was some jokes that did not fly in 2020. No, but I think for the most part they're pretty forgettable. I don't know. Yeah, I did catch up one point. Uh, you mentioned Dennis Miller's The Judge, and he was yelling at them that gay people are not ruining the sanctity of marriage. You people are. Because 
they're in there sanctity. arguing over sanctity of marriage. Sorry, not sanity. Uh, sanctity of marriage, which I was like, that's a well, little uncalled for. I think he was saying that, especially in 2008, we're still questioning. Yeah. That uh, the society was still fighting over whether gay marriage was even going to be legal. Definitely. So I guess he was trying to say, like, this is, you know, there's people that say gay marriage is ruining marriage. Mm-hmm. But he's like, that's not the case. It's people that don't value marriage in the first place. Like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I don't I, think he was being offensive. I get where he's coming from. I'm saying it was uh, dated and a little offensive and stuff that wouldn't really be in a movie now. Because, yeah. No, dated for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like a reference of the time. Mm-hmm. That didn't bother me. The stuff like haters like, this is my lesbian sister. Tell her about your softball game. I'm like, oh, yeah, lesbians love softball. Good job. Yeah. And Joy, she's called Jack the R word a lot. And then she said short bus. Yes. I'm like, okay. Because he lost his job. Yeah. No, some of those jokes do not age well at all. Yeah. She definitely said she was like, I'm going to save my purple bra for my non-retarded husband. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a good one. I'm like, call him a douche. Yeah. He's a douchebag. <laughs> he was. That's... One of the more... It's a dated reference, not so much offensive, was Jack introduces Joy to his niece, and she's a little softball player, so he calls her Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Which... I think her name was Sammy, too. Yeah. And that that's obviously dated, because Sammy doesn't play baseball anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Your face, you're like, Ugh. Um, the other thing that was quite offensive was I mean, I know this has probably happened, but it's still creepy that Joy went along with it was where Jack tries to trick her into thinking that their court appointed therapy time had changed. Mm-hmm. And because if she misses it, then she'd be in contempt of court. So they're both trying to get to the therapy session first. Mm-hmm. And she gets in a cab, and he had stolen her wallet earlier, so she didn't have money. And the cab driver was like, oh, show me your breasts. And she shows him one. Because it makes it better if you only show one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as creepy. And it's just gross. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. And then the worst part is, is the cab then starts driving, and they hit a traffic jam, and she gets out and runs anyways. Yeah. So, so it was all pointless. she did it all for nothing. Yeah. Poor Joey. Yeah. Did you have anything else in this category? A uh, very last one was Jack and Joy kind of bond a little bit at their, I think it's his uncle's birthday party, over their love of Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's that a good, good reference. It's a good one. Yeah. I liked it. Um, the only other, I guess, thing I wanted to talk about in this category was the references to Cameron Diaz's weight. It yeah. happened a couple times. Like, one point, Ashton Kutcher is holding her, and he's like, oh, you're so heavy, and... Drops her. Yeah. Kind of makes her feel like shit. I get the dynamic. Like, they insulted both each other. They don't like each other. They don't want to be married. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of dated for me. And, and then, then Mason did the same thing. He was like, like, oh, how's she doing? Has she put on weight? Because he dumped her. Yeah. Yeah. If she's gained weight, then she's not attractive, and I'll feel better about breaking up with her. Yeah. Yeah. Total douchebag. Kind of a douchebag move. Yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes. Our next category is technology. Insert funny joke. (laughs) You didn't feel like doing a joke today? Uh, I couldn't really come up with one because I will say I didn't have a ton of technology. I had a couple. Uh, What did you have? I didn't notice much technology before they came back from Vegas, but when they did and Joy is moving in with Jack... Mm -hmm. And Tipper is filming her on her flip phone to, sh- yes. to prove that they are trying to make the marriage work. Because the whole point of this movie is that they win money, they get married, they win money, and then they're trying to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And the judge is like, yeah, nah, bro, you're going to nah. try this at least for six months. Yeah. And so Tipper's filming her, yeah, on this tiny ass flip phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, man, that's so grainy and small, you know. And it'll probably take an hour to send that file to somewhere. I was going to say, would it even had enough memory to film that long of a video? That's true. On that little flip phone? Very true. Yeah, there was that was the main thing I did notice was Joy had a Samsung phone that was kind of a BlackBerry style mm-hmm. where it has like an entire keypad 
on the front of it, which I don't know that Blackberries are even around. I laugh because I think of all the movies that were pre-iPhone, mm-hmm. and it's just weird to think that there was a time before iPhone. Yeah. It's like you almost forget. Because even movies that were made after the iPhone and the actors, and they're really, really small, you notice them, but they're still have the same, like, basic software yeah. and look to them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But, yeah, it's just weird recording video on your flip phone. Yeah. Did you have anything else? Uh, the last thing was he, when uh, Jack tries to sneak out to get to therapy before uh-huh. her, uh, Joy's in the bathtub taking a bath, and she has her iPod on. And it, she had, like, the old white iPod headphones. Uh-huh. The ones that were, like, just round earbuds. Oh. Yeah. Which, I mean, they still give you a pair, but they've just updated the style of the earbuds. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But yeah, She old. had the old school ones. Yeah, and the iPod. The only other one I had was Jack at home playing Wii Tennis very aggressively. Yes. I just remember when that was such a thing. Oh, man. Everybody was playing... We golf or we tennis or we bowling. bowling. Oh man, that was our jam. It was. I do remember when we would get together on holidays and my mom loved playing we bowling. Yeah. That was her favorite thing to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good times. Did you have any DVD special features you wanted to talk about? I did like the preview that they had. It was all about how you can get a digital copy of your movie. But this was back when you needed a digital copy disc. Yes. It didn't just give you the the code. It was just part of you had to buy the movie mm-hmm. to get the digital copy, too. Yeah. And now it's like, I can just go to random app, download. Exactly. Go to Vudu. Or, yeah. Yeah. But I, the commercial is very dated. Yeah. Because it was... The laptop was so big. I thought it was funny that they show a guy in a park with his laptop mm-hmm. and he's so excited because he can watch his digital copy now because he has a laptop and i'm thinking well you had a laptop you probably could have just played the dvd on your laptop sir nope i want to download it to my small ass <laughs> ipod yes because they show it in the commercial so Not i can watch computer. it on the two inch screen <laughs> which we totally did absolutely but so. i used to do it all the time i only had like three movies on my ipod but i watched them yeah shout out to the hangover the only thing else they had on the DVDs was a fr- commercial for Fringe. Yeah. Which was, I realized how old that show is now. It's insane. Yeah. Also, I should note, when they started showing it and there was a plane and everything, I didn't know what it was. And we've watched Fringe, probably started it at least twice. Yeah. Almost finished it. Never finished it, by the way. But we've seen it. We're really And it didn't it. trigger until uh, I saw the main lady. Yeah. Anna Torv. Yeah. That was a good callback, though. Yeah. I didn't really have anything on the soundtrack other than that uh, opening song was Grace Kelly by Mika, and I totally forgot that song. Which I knew it wasn't a Queen song, but it sounds... He does sound, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot like a Queen song. I did hear uh, Jet, Are You Gonna Be My Girl playing. Yeah. That's a good dated song. That is a good one. Yeah. But that's about it. Not a, not a lot of dated songs. Yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes. Okay, the next category is called Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot, mostly, mm-hmm. and plot holes. And we name our funniest and cringiest moment of the movie. What did you think about the plot? Did you think it was good? Believable? No, I don't think it's <laughs> believable at all. No. Usually I go, it, it's believable. No, it was not. A uh, couple people meeting in Vegas, getting married after four hours of knowing each other. It's probably happened at some point in history, but I don't think that's believable. And then I don't know that a judge can actually sentence you to six months of marriage. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. I think maybe if there were some sort of circumstances, like this is the third time they've done it with various people, maybe. But I just, yeah. I could see them getting a little creative at that point. That's a good one. But yeah. Also, the reason they're sentenced to six months is... He wants to know how to divide up their Vegas jackpot they won. Yes. This is all very realistic. <laughs> their $3 million win yes. on a 25-cent bet. Yes. And if I you want to... could only hope. And here's one of my plot holes. Okay. They are at a slot machine. Yes. They are common throughout Las Vegas. As we've established, me and Ashley go to Las Vegas quite often. They play 
one quarter in that machine. Yes. Which actually Cameron Diaz has played a couple quarters. He hits the jackpot. It says right there on the front of the machine to win the progressive, you have to be playing two credits. He only, only playing one. He only put one. So, you, and it says what you win for one is ten thousand, uh, a thousand quarters. Mm. They would have won two hundred and fifty dollars. This movie would have a very different different plot. I don't think they would be arguing over how to split two hundred fifty bucks. No, but I I did see on the one instruction of the machine that if you won, you got the progressive. Like it just said progressive. But it was. If you I were, can't say progressive. But you had to be playing the two credits. Oh, well, that's yeah. a plot hole, yes. Yeah. Furthermore, on her previous spin, she hit triple jackpot, triple jackpot, seven. Mm-hmm. That had to have been something. Yeah. And whatever they were just, like, you know, playing the machine, and they just kept winning, and they're like, <laughs> we're not to that scene yet. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. The coin machine also was kind of a dated reference. Yeah. Because those aren't exist in vegas at least excellent point yeah there's yeah. no machines where you can just drop a quarter in anymore yeah yeah only takes dollar bills dollar dollar bill dollar dollar bill y'all and they just take all your money <laughs> no um i mean i agree with the plot it's it's a dumb plot i mean it's highly unlikely mm-hmm. and everything but it, it is what it is i think my first i'm trying to find my first plot hole i think i wrote them in the wrong section i did she put them down in cringiest or additional notes. I just, in the section above. Oh. I, d- I did want to talk about how cliche it is almost at this point that you would have way too much fun in Vegas and wake up married or, mm-hmm. you know, the hangover style that came out the next year. Yeah. I guess the way they make it different is that it's not like a guy getting married to like a stripper. It's a woman getting married to a deadbeat party boy, I guess. Yeah, she's a very successful stockbroker, it seems like, and he's just been fired by his own father. Yes. You mentioned Hangover. I noticed the morning after, which they were so drunk, they don't remember getting married, blah, 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 or Cameron Diaz, at least, does not remember getting married. They're at the buffet. Not one of them has a hangover. Yeah. Well, I always say Vegas is very magical in that way, for me, at least. (laughs) I never get hangovers there. That's true. I've never had a hangover in Vegas. Yeah, it's weird. It's like magic. Yeah. We've been there with some family that have had some hangovers. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> uh, what was the other one I wanted to talk about? I was thinking that in that whole montage, we kind of talked about it, the race to the therapy session. Mm-hmm. And they're doing so many things along that race that I'm like, how has the police not been called? They stole things from people's picnics they damaged basically like a farmer's market yeah damaged a bunch of booths they did a lot on that run yeah and i'm surprised somebody's like there's just this crazy ass couple fighting physically fighting and damaging things they would have been arrested that's a good point yeah they committed at least six misdemeanors yeah realistically they would have been at least stopped yeah and people would be like you guys need to calm down. Calm your shit. Did you have anything else? No, that was it for my plot holes. But I would say I think this movie had the most for me. <laughs> there, there's, there's questionable things. Yeah. I could have probably named a couple more things, but we can move on mm-hmm. to our funniest liner moment. What was yours? There was, I would say, like quite a few good chuckles in it. But I did like when, right when they get back from, actually, they're not even back from Vegas. Uh, Jack is talking to Hater. I think it's right after he gets fired, and he's asking if he can sue his dad. Yeah. And Hater's like, "No, you can't sue your dad." And he's like, "Are you sure? Because he would love it. He would think we were bonding." Yeah. <laughs> Which I just thought was pretty funny. I liked the part where they're at their first court hearing, and the judge asks Joy if she has any evidence that they got married because they wanted to, because mm-hmm. she was trying to contest that yes, they're married, and it's a legally binding marriage so she deserves half the money and he's trying to say like it was a you know we were drunk we didn't know what we were doing Mm -hmm. and she has a napkin that says i think it says joy plus jack yeah forever yeah she has it in a ziploc bag and she is showing it and she the way she just puts it in front of jack's face and just taps it and she's like look (laughs) 
it was just funny and then i did like how the judge's reaction was like well look at their evidence good job Uh, oh god uh what was your cringiest there was we mentioned a lot of the jokes that didn't age well and there's some other scenes during the movie that are kind of cringy but for me it was at the very end of the movie Jack's going to go run down Joy to get her back, and they have another montage, because, God, we needed another one. And it consists of him driving, he goes to a marina, he gets on a boat, takes a boat across to an island where there's a lighthouse. Keep in mind, it's basically the only thing on the island. It is a massive lighthouse. So then he takes off running, and he gets up, and he's somehow, like, up on a deck, Uh and he's looking out. And towards the water again, he's looking for the lighthouse and he turns around like, oh, there it is. And starts running towards the lighthouse again. How did you lose it? (laughs) It's right in front of you. It is a massive, massive lighthouse. Yeah. And it was right behind you, sir. I had some issues with some of the lines that I assume were supposed to be kind of serious or more emotional moments. Mm -hmm. And... One that I thought was pretty cringy was at the beginning of the movie when they excellently are in each other's room, or I guess they got the same room, mm-hmm. and they realize it, so they go downstairs and they, they talk themselves into getting penthouse suites and a bunch of VIP stuff, so they're yeah. on the strip in this stretch limo, all four of them, mm-hmm. and Cameron, Diaz, and Lake Bell leave, because these two douches are being douches. It seems like they're being douches. <laughs> And he yells to her from the, whatever that's called. Sunroof? Sunroof. And he's like, I bet you look real good with your hair down. And it was just so cheesy. Yeah. And she was just like, my hair is down. <laughs> he he meant, like, metaphorically, but yeah. still. Yeah. Cheesy. And she's a very smart stockbroker. Yeah. She gets that joke. She didn't get it, though. But I'm saying... Oh, like... She should get that joke. Like, why true. are they writing it for her where she doesn't get this joke? Because like, she's not fun. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the party boy fun guy, and she's the really serious, tight-wound robot. Career woman. Yeah. How dare she? Do you have any additional notes that you want to talk about? Um, I had a couple, okay. but let me see, because I we talked about some of them naturally. Naturally. I will say, I don't know. I mean, you're a man. I can ask you. Mm-hmm. But is there any like movie or TV stereotypes of men that bother you? Not really. I I feel like there's more female stereotypes where they try to typecast them and they always have to be the unfun and here's the super cool party guy. Like, that's that annoying. Being Obviously, there's so many movies where the male, he doesn't have any ambition. He's sloppy. He, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't care about anything but sports. And, you know, I, I just, because in this case, where I'm going with this is that after they have to move in together, Jack, his apartment is disgusting. Mm-hmm. He's just gross. And I, I don't know. I'm like, I know plenty of guys that are very clean. Yeah. They ha- like a clean house. They're not, it's not like they're living in a frat. Yeah. Which I'm like, I get it. Boys are dirty. I grew up with a brother. They can be dirty, leave shit lying around. Mm-hmm. But I think as you get older, you kind of respect your space more. I mean, I'm sure there's guys that don't. Agreed. But I think a majority of human beings in general. But it's always like an opposite thing because I feel like women are depicted as these like crazy OCD cleaning, which uh, there's plenty of girls I know that are very messy people too. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just silly stereotypes like that. Yeah. No, and I agree with you because also if I had to guess, Jack is late 20s. Yes. And they act like he's in his late teens. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, if he was, I agree with you on that. If he was in college, like, I guess I could see how his apartment would be in that state. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't care that he's a bachelor. Like, I feel like he should still take care of his own shit. I think the one that specifically really irritated me was when she does move in and the bed comes down. Like, mm-hmm. it's a Murphy-style bed. It smells disgusting. You know, she's, like, for breezing the crap out of it. And he's just like, yeah. That's such a dumb one. Like, you, you sleep in your own filth, I You're guess? like, cool. As a guy, I like when my bed smells nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wash your sheets, man. But it, it's funny to me, because I, I think this movie does rely on a lot of uh, men and women stereotypes still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I felt like his annoyed me more, because 
I think out of a lot of female characters, she wasn't so badly written, mm-hmm. but she still didn't have as much development as he did, I feel like, as far as his background story. I don't know anything about Joy's family. That's true. Or what she did before she was a stockbroker, other than she visited a beach once. And liked a lighthouse yeah. that he had to go find. Yes. <laughs> did you have anything else? Uh, I did not. Okay, well. Because a lot of them, when I put down my notes, they always end up kind of going into other categories, and I'll end up covering them. I'm like, I'm like, that's kind of a plot hole. You're right. I also, I'm looking, because I have quite a few, and I'm like, nope, we talked about that. <laughs> nope, we talked about that. <laughs> I was going to say, I have five, and we covered them all. Other than, I feel like when I first saw this movie, I thought Mason, Jason Sudeik's character, was a dick mm-hmm. for breaking up with his girlfriend, all this stuff. And now that I think about it, I'm like, well, he had kind of a valid reason for breaking up with her. He felt like her personality didn't mesh with his, and I think that's a, a important thing. Yeah. Like, no matter if she did a lot of stuff for him and took care of him, like, if you don't like the person you're with, you shouldn't be with them. Yeah, don't prolong things. Yeah, and then him breaking up with her, he didn't know she was going to have a surprise party for him, so he didn't know that what he was doing was really embarrassing for her because he was just breaking up with her in a dark hallway but i did like when he starts the breakup and he says how i appreciate everything that you've been doing for me you know sexually like with my butt yeah (laughs) and the door is open yeah so all these people can hear it yeah so that was actually a really funny scene i yeah i agree but it's i was thinking seeing this movie again i'm like well he didn't know people were there so yeah it wasn't like he was just saying in front of all these people to be a jerk but very true do you want to move on to our final thoughts yes as you know it is always award season here on ruining our childhood we give out two awards every week the first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas cage online school of bad acting who did you give your award to i gave mine to ashton kutcher because i don't like him as an actor, I decided. Mm-hmm. I think he's really overrated. And he doesn't have as much chemistry with people yeah, as as some other actors would. I mean, he wasn't bad in this movie. And I think, because overall I did like the cast. I thought the cast was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I just, all of his moments in the movie were kind of meh for yeah. me. And um, as of when he was with Cameron Diaz, I will say. Yeah. Or Rob Corddry. So mm-hmm. if he had somebody stronger in the scene, he was good. But mm-hmm. I just, his serious moments were the things that annoyed me in the lines that he had to say that were kind of cheesy. Yeah. I felt like he, he couldn't convince me that he actually had feelings or that he felt bad that his dad never was proud of him and all this stuff. And and just with the random yelling, to me, is uh, it's, it's, it's a trait of his. Yeah. I think he's definitely an actor who has kind of gotten to where he is in life on account of his looks. Yes, and he's, he's very good looking. He's funny. Yeah. He, he can be funny in some of the things that we've seen him in, but I do think that kind of is worn off on him, and it's to a point where I know he has a show on Netflix, but I don't know the last time I saw him in a movie. I I think he is kind of one-dimensional Yes. as an actor, and to me, he's a dated reference, and him yelling is a dated reference, I think, of late 90s to mm-hmm. mid 2000s and you kind of i was going to give it to somebody else but i think you did you kind of talked me into giving it to him who are you going to give it I to i was going to give it to and it's not because i didn't think he was funny or any of that i was going to give it to rob cordry in the sense that he's a lawyer but he's a total moron yeah and i didn't like that part i he was really funny in the movie yeah. and haters he plays off of Ashton Kutcher really well and specifically pays off of Lake Bell really well in their scenes together. But I'm just like, he's so dumb. And that kind of irritated me with he how was, dumb he is. He is a dumb and he is a dick. Yeah. And I, don't get me wrong. I think people, you should have characters that are dicks. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at playing them. Yes. He's been a dick in very many things. Mm-hmm. But, and, but honestly, I think the only way you can get away with some of the jokes that they make is knowing that he's a horrible person. Yes. And being like, okay, he's a horrible person saying this. It's not the main character who is supposed to be this redeeming character saying something really horrible, which in this movie they do sometimes do. It was kind of weird because I think before we started watching it, I actually thought, I'm like, he'll probably get my MVP because I do love Rob Corddry yeah. a lot. But then when I watched it, I'm like, ah, he's kind of, like you said, he's a dick. He always calls tipper stripper, stripper 
But again, clever. He's probably pushing forty. Yeah. Like that's what you do at forty. Yeah. You call people names. Cool. The men in this are very immature. Yeah, they're nineteen-year-old boys. Yes. Oh, I did want to say one line that really sold it on National Coach for me was, "You bet on me, Joy, and you made me want to bet on myself." They really have to come Oof. back to this uh, jackpot thing. Oh. I'm pretty sure the last line was, "We won the jackpot." I think she, yes. In life. We won the jackpot, baby. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Who is your Thomas J. Hanks Award for exceptional acting? I gave mine to Cameron Diaz as Joy. I felt like her character shows the most range. Like she kind of gets her heart broken by Mason and then also by Jack, too. Mm-hmm. But she was also pretty likable. As the movie went on, I was kind of rooting for her to get the money. But yeah, I thought she was really good. Who did you give your award to? I actually gave mine to Lake Bell. Oh. Because I honestly thought she stole all the scenes that she was in. Mm -hmm. I thought her and Rob Corddry, like we said, had really good uh, comedy chemistry Mm -hmm. together. And my favorite part of the movie was when she was explaining what she wanted to do to Mason in the beginning of the movie about getting a guy that just came like once a month and punched him in the nuts and said, you know what you did? And just walk and, away. And then they do it at the end of the movie. It's still my favorite part of the movie is the end scene. I was going to say, that is a delightful where scene. Where her and, and Hater go and do that to Mason. But I, I, watching this movie, I like I said, I don't think Mason deserves it by no. any means. Uh-uh. He didn't like leave her at the altar or anything like that, but I still find it enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know why nut shots are so funny. Some things never change. That's true. That's why Jackass is still funny to me. Yeah. There's a lot of nut shots. We should shots do on like that. a special uh, Jackass, the movie or something, as an episode. I totally support this. Because I don't. I think some most of the stuff will hold up because it's just stunts and jokes, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. Next week. No, not next week. Not next week. Uh, we'll do that. I love Jackass. They're yeah. making a fourth one. They are. I don't know how that's going to be. <laughs> These men are almost in their 50s. That's... Johnny might... Johnny might be 50. Yeah. Yeah. Let me look real quick. Ugh. Speaking of mid-2000s douchebaggery. How dare you? It's a little dated. Jonathan Knoxville, born Philip John Clapp, turns 49 years old oh. next month. Damn. He will be 50. That's crazy. I always like Johnny. So. I always like Johnny. I... I... Like Jackass. I'm yeah. just I'm just joshing with you, man. No, and we haven't watched it in years, so it'd be fun to see if it holds up. Uh, speaking of holding up, what did you think of this movie? Does it hold up to your adult standards? It doesn't. Okay. I think the plot is really silly. I don't think Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher really have that great chemistry. I, there's definitely other people in other movies that have way better chemistry. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think the whole them falling in love was really forced at the end. Like a quick two scenes, and then all of a sudden they're in love. I don't fault them for hating each other in the situation they're in, but it's just, it made it harder for me to believe that they would fall in love. I agree with you on that. There was, there should have been a slow turning point for them where they slowly are developing love and, you know, liking each other. Whereas you're like, probably an hour of the movie is spent them hating each other. Yeah. Maybe even more. And then here's 10 minutes of they've made this turn and they're starting to fall in love. And then, bam, here's the end of the movie. The minute they introduce her into his family a little bit and he introduces her to his niece, Mm -hmm. it's like her ovaries explode. Yeah. With the love for him. Very true. Um, But, yeah, I just... The only reason I would rewatch this is to laugh at Lake Bell and Rob Corddry. And that's why I felt like the, the plot... Is very thin, but I still felt it was a really funny movie because, yeah, Kutcher's not the best actor in the world, but he's still funny in the movie. Rob Corddry's really funny in Lake Bell. Their parts are hilarious together. Cameron Diaz is pretty likable. And then even some of your really minor side characters, like Zach Galifianakis plays a very small part in this movie, but he's funny. So I felt, yeah, it's not the best movie, but it was still enjoyable. Yeah. And it, I think it's probably the closest I ever went with, I don't know if this holds up or if this is funny and good. But I felt it just was like, if it was a 50-50, it 
It's 51% holds up, 49% I don't think held up. So I, I just gave it a little nudge to the holding up. I, I agree with you. I think it's it's a very watchable movie, too. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sitting there going, like, I can't wait for this movie to be over. <laughs> but I think this is just going to get more dated with time, too. Which is something we were, don't really ever discuss. But I think with even more time, it's going to be extremely dated. That's a good point. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. I think if we rewatched this in five years on the fifth anniversary of ruining our childhood, I might go, wow, all of these jokes are terribly dated at that point. So I agree with you on that. But I still, I go holds up for now. Okay. We don't agree. No, we do not. So thanks for listening to another episode of Ruining Our Childhood. If you have a moment, why not check out our social media? We do stuff on there sometimes. (laughs) Yes. Over on Facebook at Ruining Our Childhood. And Instagram at Ruining Our Childhood. And over on Twitter at ROC Movie Podcast. Yes. 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 I like how you, I was thinking, did she just say Ruining Our Childhood? Like you left off the D or something. <laughs> and I could tell your face was like, that didn't sound right. I think I thought I said Ruining Our Childrenhood. <laughs> I was like, what? That's, That's not, not a thing. That's not what we do here. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed our Valentine's Day celebration. Or rom-com-tastic. Valentine's Day celebration. celebration. And And we'll be back next week. Yeah, and oh, we should maybe start telling everybody to think of some questions for our... We're we're getting close. I can't finish this. (laughs) We're getting close to our 50th episode, guys. Yes. Five zero. Which we're going to do a Q&A, and you can ask us anything. It doesn't have to be movie-related. Movie no, just... If you want advice, we're really good at it. Yeah. Ask us anything. Ask us our opinion on the gross, gross national debt. Don't do that. We'll give you that. No. It's going to be won't. a very... I'll be like, I don't know, folks. But you can ask us. Yeah. But we'll uh, start putting out some posts mm-hmm. where you can send your questions, or obviously you can DM us. For sure. Direct message for people that don't know what DM means. You can slide into our DMs, as the kids would say. No. Into the podcast DMs. I did catch you said that to my mom. (laughs) Like, as the kids would say, they're sliding into your DMs. There was a guy that just kept hitting on your mom. The shirtless cowboy at the New York New York. Oh. I mean, he wanted her to get pictures with him, but... I was like, what are you talking about? He kept calling her flowers because she had a floral shirt on. Yeah. He's like, can I give you some beads? (laughs) flowers almost like no thanks shirtless cowboy with pierced nipples (laughs) Uh, good time (laughs) good times okay well we're out of here guys we hope you enjoyed another episode we'll see you next week yeah Bye. bye